This is Ag Bioscience with Agrinovus Indiana. Welcome and thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick with Inside Indiana Business. And this week, as we uh, enter season five of the podcast, I'm pleased to be joined by Mitch Frazier. Mitch, of course, the president and CEO of Agrinovus Indiana and Nate Feltman, the owner and CEO of IBJ Media. I'm certainly very uh, proud and pleased now to have Inside Indiana Business as a division of IBJ Media. And Mitch and Nate, happy 2022 and uh, welcome to the podcast. And to you, Gary. Happy New Year. Good to see you both. Yes, the new year off uh, to a cold, but uh, uh, definitely a very fast uh, start and certainly want to look ahead. But first, I think very important to look uh, to look back uh, on a year 2021, even beyond that 2020 as well. Extremely challenging for everyone, uh, individually, companies, organizations, uh, you name it with the pandemic. Mitch, can you kind of give us a kind of a 50,000 foot view uh, of the ag bioscience space and how it kind of weathered the storm in, in particular last year? Absolutely, Gary. As we look at the ag biosciences here in Indiana specifically, this is a $52 billion industry. And the bulk, the biggest portion, $29 billion of that $52 billion is in value-added food. And if we look back over the last 18, 24 months, what we've seen is the entire world focus even more so on the food supply chain. Everything from where that food is grown to how the food ultimately gets to the customer. And that has created tremendous opportunity for us at Agrinovis Indiana to step back and say, how best can we marshal resources to fuel growth? And it's also given us an opportunity to be very aggressive and going out, telling the Agrinovis story, connecting with companies, connecting with entrepreneurs, connecting with venture capital to really start to stitch pieces of these, the story together that becomes an attractive place. In fact, Gary, in 2021, for the first time ever, we launched our four-year, our, our, our vision for the future. And that, that vision, we call it Grow 2024. And that's our bold ambition to add $4 billion to the ag bioscience economy here in Indiana by 2024. And so Grow 2024 was sort of the high watermark where we said, this is where we're going to go. This is what we're going to chase. And we've been doing that ever since we made that launch back in early 2021. Hey, Mitch, what's what's the reaction you're getting uh, from companies, from organizations, from leaders uh, around the, the country, really around the globe to the Indiana story, if you will? Because I think for the longest time, you know, it's a great story to tell all the assets that are here, the, the efforts of Agrinovus, all those types of things. But is it resonating? What, what kind of a response are you getting uh, to the Indiana uh, bioscience story, ag bioscience uh, story? The global market is ready to hear our story and is hearing our story and is taking action on our story. We saw it from Elanco announcing the consolidation, their global headquarters here in Indiana, probably the, the biggest story in the ag bioscience economy. But we've also seen really significant moves from ag tech companies. We've seen Tyrannus locate their headquarters from Tel Aviv to Westfield. We saw Intellinair, another great ag tech company, move from California to Indiana. We've seen advanced agrolytics grow. We've seen a number of food processors. And Gary, I think this is really, really big as we come out of this pandemic era. Indiana is so well positioned. Our strength in advanced manufacturing and logistics, our strength in producing food, all of those things are coming together to really position Indiana well. Couple all of that with our un beatable strength 
in technology. I don't know of another metro area in the country that has the depth of software as a service, data analytics talent, and the proximity to production agriculture innovation that Indianapolis, Central Indiana offer. We're in such an enviable position. It's upon us to go take action on it. Nate, this is the first season of the podcast that uh, Inside Indiana Business uh, is uh, under new ownership of IBJ Media. Very excited about that, excited about what's ahead with this new uh, new partnership. And Nate, you've spent so much of your career, a big chunk of your career uh, in service to the state of Indiana, economic development, served as Secretary of Commerce. Uh, reflect back, uh, because I think your perspective, perspective is of real value here. As you look back to your time as Secretary of Commerce and where the ag bioscience space was, formation of Agrinovus, what has happened since? Uh, give us your take on, on, on where, where the sector is and where you think it's going. Well, good to be with you both again. And, um, you know, when we were looking at from economic development perspective, perspective back in 2005 under Governor Mitch Daniels, we knew the ag space was obviously incredibly important for the state of Indiana. Uh, really, uh, once you get outside the metro area of Indianapolis, um, you know, it, we are a rural state and we have um, incredible resources and assets in the ag space. So we, we knew that. But at that time, our focus, you know, as you might recall, Mitch, because Mitch was along, alongside uh, with me on that effort, our focus was on things like ethanol. And not that that still isn't, you know, an important piece, because I know ethanol is still an important part of our of our state ecosystem. But we hadn't begun to really think about the intersection of technology and uh, and agriculture and uh, health sciences, life sciences, and that that really is a development, in my view, anyway, that has occurred over the last you know 15 years since you know since I left that position. And um, and that's the really exciting part, as Mitch uh, touched on, for the state of Indiana. Uh, you know, when you have companies like Elenco deciding that uh, Indiana and Indianapolis is the right place for them to grow, stay and grow their their headquarters. They're doing amazing things in the animal health sphere. Uh, you've got uh, other companies like Corteva who are um, you know have significant assets here in the state. Bex Hybrid. These are these are companies that are really investing in our state and are are thinking the same way Mitch described in terms of how their core products and their companies intersect with technology and life sciences and in uh, the ag sector as a whole. So it's changed dramatically, uh, at least from my standpoint, uh, since in the last 15 years. Um, it's it's because of the advancements that we've made in so many in so many ways. Uh, in, in science and, and in, in agriculture as a whole. It's, it's looked at differently. I mean, just think about how farmers farmed uh, 25 years ago versus how they do today. And I've learned from my friend Mitch in this regard uh, because he's got more expertise. But I mean, the, the entire ecosystem of running an effective, efficient farm uh, over the last 25 years has dramatically changed with uh, the advent of GPS and and seed uh, hybrid seeds and and, uh, and and so I so I'm just excited and the development of of uh, Agrinovus as an entity that's so focused on that intersection and so fo focused on this sector and the state as a whole uh, has been enormous in terms of the state's push in this area and getting out the message that that uh, you both described earlier that Indiana is a fantastic place uh, to bring your company 
if you're overseas and, and need and want to be close to uh, where the action is in terms of this ag tech space. So I'm I'm optimistic that we have a, a long runway here and Mitch and, and his organization is doing a heck of a job of highlighting it to the world. Nate, how important you've, you've sold Indiana to, to, to companies and organizations around the globe. How important is it to have that to have that story to tell? Uh, because there are some states I assume that maybe their, their, their story isn't that great, but it would seem to me that kind of all the pieces potentially are in place right. here in Indiana. When you look at the academic, you look at the business, you look at the entire picture that there's a pretty good story here. Yeah, you know, it's in, it's incredibly important, as everybody knows, right? I mean, it, you have to go out and tell your story. But, you know, I, you all have heard this before. You know, companies come here, uh, you know, people move here and they say, I cannot believe that I didn't have a better understanding of what Indiana has to offer and how wonderful a place it is to live. We first attract some of these folks because of our the great progress that's been made over the last 20 years in our uh, ecosystem, whether it's uh, the low taxes, better regulatory environment, um, the list goes on. But our universities, I mean, we have we have more assets, uh, you know, from a university perspective, training perspective and, and, a, and a great, um, you know, Ivy Tech system is a, is a great system as well. And um, that's something that sometimes people don't realize until until they get here. So the marketing piece is essential going out like, I you know, Mitch does uh, around the world around the country and telling our story story is really really important and making investments in that in that way is is essential because um, others will do it but they might not and don't have as as strong assets and ecosystem as we do so we got to just tell we just got to go out and tell it tell the story because uh, we know the reality is is great here in our state mm -hmm. yeah. Gary, if I could to, to add to that when we look at these assets that Nate just talked about some of those assets, in fact, the most powerful of those assets are the businesses that operate here. And they did a great job of mentioning Corteva, Elanco, Bex Hybrids. You know, all of those companies care about this deeply. What mm -hmm. has been so exciting to me, you know, I've been here with Agronovus now 18 months-ish. And in that period of time, what I've seen is all of these companies step up and say, hey, I want to, in fact, our Grow 2024 strategy, that $4 billion of growth that we set out a plan to go capture, that's not just driven by us. That's driven by the businesses. Mm -hmm. That's driven by business leaders who say, I want to be a place that is growing. I want to be a part of a place that's growing. I want to be a part of a team that's going to go out and put points on the board and not just to put points on the board to run up the score, but to make this a better, more durable economy that has the diversity that we need to continue to grow our business. And I think that that intersection of government, of business and, and nonprofit with us here at Agronovus there is something there that I have not seen in any other region across the country. Yeah, yeah, and I will tell you this, uh, and I've mentioned it before, but I was actually at the the announcement when Agronovus was announced, was launched uh, in downtown Indianapolis a number of years ago. And I remember being struck at that time by the level of buy-in from everyone who was there, businesses, as you mentioned, the academic community, private sector, everyone seemed to, uh, more than anything I've seen before, in a, in, a, in a launch like this, seem to understand or seem to get it and to seem to realize, man, this could be something very special. And mm -hmm. and so I think to your point, I, I think that's manifesting itself in momentum that, uh, you know, can can pay off, I think, in a big way uh, going Absolutely. forward. And I know I know you've seen that, Nate, uh, in your travels uh, over the years as well. 
Absolutely. Yeah, the, you know, the, the investment that's been made, um, and it's not, you know, it doesn't come from just one place. You know, the companies are, are buying in, like as Mitch referred to, and when you've got uh, the, the CEOs of these companies uh, understanding that it's a it's win win, right? We we win, uh, but with, as we grow the, the you know the, the the pie, so do Hoosiers, so do Absolutely. you know so do people in, uh, in rural Indiana, and mm-hmm. and that's really you know what the wonderful thing is about the the focus of Agrinovus. It's it's a it's a wide wide focus. Yes, we, we're focused on. I know Mitch, you're focused on capital investment. You're focused on on uh, bringing more opportunities, but it, it's it's across the state and it is uh, for all Hoosiers. Uh, and it, that's that's a wonderful opportunity. Hey, hey, Mitch, real quick, because Nate mentioned rural Indiana and you know much of the state is rural. One of my big uh, kind of concerns for a long time has been rural economic development. And, and what what's the future for these these smaller rural communities. Uh, and I know Agrinovas is focused on a lot of big picture and a lot of big deals and those types of things, but what, how can agriculture, ag, the ag bioscience spect, uh, sector, how can that lift up some of these rural communities that in many cases are suffering? It's a great question, Gary. And where I've seen early success is when local economic development leaders, when local leaders at large get together and say, "Hey, we want to make this a, we want to make this a priority. We want to grow the ag biosciences," and they identify a prospect or they bring in a company, they immediately connect them to the broader economy. So it's not just making a decision about locating in rural county X; it's about making a decision to locate in an environment that includes all of this ecosystem, that $52 billion economy that I mentioned. And I think that connectivity is something that really can be a strength for our rural economies. Because you know, if you're going to locate in a rural economy, it's really tough to understand labor shed. It's really tough to understand sort of the connectivity that exists. As soon as we can plug them into this $52 billion economy, have a, a network effect of all these other things that are happening, we're seeing wins, some still to be announced. We're seeing wins to come on the board that really become exciting for small towns as well as for our metro areas. Yeah. How about trends as you look ahead to 2022 um, and um, what you're kind of seeing out there in the crystal ball uh, in the year ahead? Yeah, I think there are going to be two big trends. We saw it at CES in Las Vegas. Uh, two big trends that I, I believe wholeheartedly will shape the future of the ag bioscience economy and perhaps even the overall economy, and that's first is electrification. It is clear the shift is on to electrification. Now, doesn't mean you have to like it, doesn't mean you, doesn't matter. The, the market is moving in the electrification world, and Indiana needs to be in a great position to capture that. And my colleagues at, the, at ESN with the Indy Autonomous Challenge have done a really good job of that. The second trend, I think, is aut- autonomy. You know, last... When we, we saw at uh, CES, John Deere announced the first, launched, unveiled, the first ever fully autonomous tractor. And where I think autonomy has a real unique opportunity to shape much more of the market than just what we've seen today, we needn't look any further than the overall labor market at, overall. I mean, we are challenged in a very, very tight labor market. The more of the things that we can automate, the more of those things that we can turn to autonomy to solve for us, we free up capacity. That capacity then can be applied to greater innovation. 
I think we're going to see autonomy. I think we're going to see electrification really guide this next chapter of growth. Yeah. Nate, um, venture capital uh, was a positive story in Indiana in uh, 2021. Uh, TechPoint uh, uh, has reported that, uh, you know, essentially record VC uh, activity in the state of Indiana, which is positive. Certainly the IBJ inside Indiana business cover VC and investments being made in the state. As you look at market trends and in, in, in kind of from a uh, ag bioscience uh, a focus in terms of investment and, and how that might bode for mm-hmm. more startups, business growth, investment, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, you're right. It was a record year. It was an incredible year. And um, and we wrote a lot about that, that uh, we, we saw, you know, record investments into a lot of startup companies in our state. Some of these were spun out of, of um, you know, High Alpha, for example, were spun out in which which some of these were, you know, but for exact target uh, in this, the flywheel being created after the sale of exact target to Salesforce. Uh, we wouldn't have seen these kinds of massive uh, investments in the venture area. And so, um, you know, I can remember back as just a, a quick aside, I can remember back, oh, gosh, you know, we're, we're losing exact target. What, what we gained is, is much more than than uh, we could ever have lost. And we gained substantially by having those entrepreneurs stay and reinvest and use their know-how and nurture, begin to nurture new companies. And uh, a lot of those companies saw massive amounts of investment this past year. And that flywheel is continuing. So that's in one particular sector. I see the opportunity in the, in the ag tech sector to be very similar. We've got great companies. We've already talked about some of those. They're making investments. I can see spin out opportunities down the road and Mitch will know more about the specifics in those areas. But I see that that flywheel I mentioned, that's kind of the the buzzword. Uh, I see that that potential to happen exactly the same. And it probably is. Mitch mentioned some of these new startups earlier, but that's that's the opportunity. And also IEDC has a wonderful focus, in, in my opinion. Uh, on the right things when it comes to the entire entrepreneurial ecosystem. Uh, Our Secretary of Commerce, Brad Chambers, is taking a step back and uh, spending time on understanding exactly what that ecosystem to be better, stronger, and more vibrant needs to look like and and is is willing and is is making investments in that side and and, and is calling out things that's similar to what Mitch said in robotics, uh, in life sciences, in advanced electronics, the same things that Mitch mentioned, that's where the state and uh, our Secretary of Commerce is is focused. So given that focus, it's the right time for Indiana to get stronger and better in those areas. We're doing, we're not doing badly as we just discussed, but the opportunity to really grow in in an economic uh, sense in in terms of that, the, the, um, the venture area and the new startups is immense. And we already mentioned our universities. That's where a lot of these new startups and technologies are coming from and, and even more uh, could in the future. Mitch, you mentioned, uh, mentioned uh, what you're seeing as trends and changes ahead uh, in 2022. Uh, I should mention uh, a fresh approach when it comes to the podcast that we're on right now. Talk about season five and uh, maybe plans uh, for a little different podcast uh, in the year ahead. Yeah, Gary, thanks so much. And uh, before I jump in to answer your question, I'm going to take, take advantage of this opportunity here, Gary, to congratulate both you and Nate on what was an amazing 2021 for Indiana and specifically for both of you. It is incredible, Gary, what you've built, uh, your innovation, your, your idea of IIB inside Indiana business 
turning it from an idea into the juggernaut that it was and continues to be. And Nate, for you to see this is an opportunity to invest in one, to, to be an owner in the IBJ, but also to invest in how do I create this multimedia vehicle to really serve Indiana and to make conversations like this possible. So just a huge thank you to, to both of you. Really, really appreciate it. Very nice to see, Mitch. And I'll tell you, you know, from my perspective, very excited about it. Uh, proud of what uh, we have grown over the last 20 plus years at Inside Indiana Business and so excited uh, to connect uh, with, uh, with IBJ Media, the Indianapolis Business Journal. Uh, Nate's leadership, uh, very important uh, going forward. And I know we've got some some exciting ideas about what is next, not only in this year ahead, but in years ahead and what it can mean for the state of Indiana. So very excited to be sure. Yeah, thanks, for thanks, Mitch. I, I couldn't say it better than Gary did, but thanks for recognizing that. And we're we're excited at how we can play, you know, a, a hopefully an important role in seeing Indiana continue to advance and, and grow and, and, and partner with uh, groups like, like your, like, like people like you, groups like yours. Yeah. No, and, and, and the podcast is such a great vehicle uh, from a media perspective. And, 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 and Mitch, you and the team at Agrinovus have really continued to, to kind of reinvent and, and to, to, to continue to make it better. And I know that's part of, of what's on the tap for, for the year ahead. That's exactly right. So we will take deeper discussions, you know, the first three, four, three, four weeks of every month and dig deep into discussions with leaders, with innovators, with those people who are making news in the ag biosciences, those people who are bringing innovations to market. And then once a month, we'll have a conversation much like this where Gary will host and and I, there's, there is no one better on the planet, Gary, to host that discussion than you and to have have the both the, the depth, you know, multiple times throughout the month and then the breadth once a month to step back and say, okay, what does this really mean? What's really happening in the macro? I am so excited about what that looks like and, and really excited about, you know, just what we saw with CES to be able to take a podcast on the road to record an episode in Las Vegas in front of the first fully autonomous tractor. What a great way to get this season started. Well, we're excited about it to, to be sure. Mitch, Nate, thanks for joining us uh, on the podcast. Uh, Nate, so excited about our partnership and what's ahead. And uh, Mitch, uh, so many exciting things I know at Agrinovis, uh, Indiana, that are going to have real impact, not only uh, in the ag bioscience space, but for the state of Indiana as well. So thank you both. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience with Agrinovis, Indiana. You can get the latest on Indiana's ag bioscience space by subscribing to this podcast. It is available wherever you get your podcast. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick and produced by Kayla Chittister and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.